Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Special Mikey. Along with me is normally Hindu Anthony. The almighty gods of the internet have decreed he is a sinner. Now his internet's just down. Yeah. I'm I'm normally here too. I was getting to you. Get back in the box. Yeah, getting back in the box. But the one who's always been loyal and faithful, unless he sleeps in, Super Vegan Brian. You see, we were actually going to talk about that with Anthony today, and then he <laughs> couldn't be here, which was funny. We've been like, we're, like, we're just going to have a hostful episode where it's just the three of us. We're going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And something keeps happening. Well, we had the episode where I slept in and then we recorded it two days later. And it was just you and me because Anthony slept in. That was funny. And then I set the king of alarms this morning. And then Anthony couldn't make it because his internet's down. I, yeah. I was so worried that I was going to be like, not today, guys, because I had to go to a doctor's appointment. And I was so worried that I was not going to get out of there on time. It ended up being fast. Well, let's think about it this way. We have been putting up an episode every week. We've missed one episode because of a recording error where this as of this episode, we're 37 episodes in and we're still recording. So I think we're a success. I'm going to count this as a success. I'm going to count this as a success as well, because we're we're encroaching in on a year and and about July, right? Um, Yeah, something like that without opening my calendar. (laughs) Something like July. So I think we're doing pretty good, actually. In case anybody hasn't figured this out, this is not a topic episode. This is a let's pull something out of our ass and talk about it episode but and we'll get to that next is our favorite game no no hold up before you start what's nerdy with you i wrote shit down (laughs) i just want to point that out that i actually have things to talk about so this is the episode where brian has well-prepared topics and michael pulls shit out of his ass i have stuff thought about too did did you write it down in my head well then shut the fuck up michael (laughs) all right i'm ready i'm ready go ahead Okay, you're going first. Brian, what's nerdy with you? This is the part of the show where we play a game where we talk about the nerdiest things we did this week, and then we vote about them. (laughs) The nerdiest thing I did this week is sort of a toss-up, and I'm going to talk about both, so I'll just share one during the game. Um, I watched all of Iron Fist in one day. One Uh, day? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. I got up at four in the morning. How many episodes is it? Because I still need to watch it. Thirteen. That's not uh, the hour, half hour. Hour. Oh, wow. So that's a lot of good content. Yeah, I, I, I took a break. I didn't continually watch. I, I took a break, but I, I got the whole thing done in, in, the, in one day. Nice. So you actually were able to go out and stretch your legs and come back to yeah. it? Well, I was working while watching. Well, that's good. We'll cover that in a review. Yeah, I'll do a non-spoiler review after the game. As far as the binging experience... It ruined my week, as a binging experience should. Um, (laughs) Totally screwed up my sleep cycle. Finally got some melatonin today. Well, last night, and I'm putting my sleep cycle back together. But yeah, the it it yeah it totally utterly destroyed my week. Totally screwed up all my 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 sleeping schedule. There was one night where I one time I slept twelve hours because of it. So whoa, like what, like a nine to nine or? 4 a.m. to 4 p.m. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Fortunately, I didn't have any appointments or anything that day. That Yeah, thank goodness. That's a good thing. That's just one of your mentions, or was that your nerdy thing? That's my nerdy thing. That's my nerdy thing. I'm, I'm, we're going to talk about everything in this episode, but that's true. That's, that's what true. I'm sharing for the game. What about you? What'd you get? What'd you do? What's your nerdy thing? Did I do? It's been like a really off week for me. You went to Disneyland yesterday. Okay, I went to Disneyland and I nerded out and I got really geeky about it. So, um, actually, I, I pointed out the discrepancies within the timeline of Star Wars on on the Star Tours ride to my cousin, and I could and I was able to tell him just by seeing the outside of the planet which planet we were about to go on in our Star Star Tours uh, shuttle. 
which was Kashyyyk, by the way. Interesting. Plus, I I've never been on. I've never been on the new Star Tours. You would really like it. It's actually a lot of fun. I did the one where it was the generic droid that had nothing to do with the series, and he's all like, "It's out of control." Oh no! And the old Star Tours. Ah yes, the the new one. C three PO is your pilot because he was loaned like he was loaned out to the Star Tours uh, Corporation, and he has a basically a a service droid or pro like. He's supposed to be taking care of stuff, and he go, he's supposed to be in there to fix something on your shuttle. And then it accidentally takes off with him, and someone on your shuttle's a spy, and you have to fly and take off and protect them. And you go on all these other on this little adventure thing, and there's random de- and there's six random de- destinations you can end up at. Cool. How was Disneyland? I haven't been there in like some we ridiculous made, amount of time. We made the mistake of going on the first day of spring which also happened to be the first day of spring break for a lot of school districts. And so the park, Disney itself, the Disneyland itself, the park was really packed. We were able to actually find a few rides with very short waits, which was good because we had two little kids with us. I, I got to ride actually one of my favorite little like uh, dinky rides, which is the Winnie the Pooh ride because my last name appears over Winnie the Pooh's door. And so uh-huh. we did think Explain about it. Explain that. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop my last name because I I'm not afraid of it. No no no, just explain. So you're okay. Go ahead. Winnie on on the front of Winnie the Pooh's door in all his stories and all his shows and all his movies over his over the door of his house it says Mr. Sanders. Wow. And I'm trying the if I remember it was uh, an homage to one of the author's friends if I remember right like uh, or his grandfather or something like that. It was a it's an it was an homage to. One of his, like somebody close to him. Is that anything like an homage? Yes, thank you. (laughs) I couldn't remember it. I couldn't remember the right term. Yes, it was was an homage to one of his, uh, one of somebody who was really close to him. I can't remember quite who. And so it's above (laughs) Winnie the Pooh's door. Shut up, Ryan. So over his door, it says Mr. Sanders. And me and my family have always been quite tickled with that because that's actually our last name. What did you have for breakfast this morning? I had a bowl of homage. (laughs) (laughs) How was it, Wordy? (laughs) It does sound like a breakfast meal. Doesn't it? It's a little wordy. Kind of bland. Left a taste in my mouth. All right. What were you talking about now? It says Mr. Sanders over the door. And my family's always been tickled by it because... That's our last name, so that's why that's one reason why I like the Winnie the Pooh ride. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's plus neat. I, I grew up with Winnie the Pooh. I love Winnie the Pooh. He's great, and so we did that, and we I had we actually had Hindu Anthony's son with us. Oh, that's we, uh, cool. Yeah, we snagged him for the day with his dad's knowledge. Oh, you didn't just kidnap him? Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw how that was going. <laughs> so, but yeah, we took him. It, it was actually his first trip. And he had fun. We took my dog with him. California Adventure actually wasn't that busy. We went over there too because we have the the heart, the passes, so we could go to both parks. And California Adventure actually wasn't very busy at all. We got on rides pretty easily. I think the one ride we waited the most for was the Cars Land uh, Racers. And my wife and cousin went on that. I I stayed with the kids, and they were there was like forty minutes for them to get on the ride through single rider. And that was like the longest I think we waited for a ride. I want to give you an idea of how long it's been since I've been to Disneyland. The last time I was at Disneyland, Tower of Terror didn't exist yet. Oh, wow. I don't mean like now where it's being Gone. turned into a it's different been, ride. I no, mean, it, it didn't exist at all. Yeah, it wasn't there yet. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, it doesn't exist now. It's now being turned into the Gardens of the, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Tower. And I got to see the very top of it, like the top... Uh, like I want to say a third of it is uncovered because they're doing like finish uh, finish detail work up at the top. And it looks somewhat it's like space steampunk the way they have it sh- glittered up. That's cool. I I think Disneyland has to do something because you know how they put like little installations around the park related to rides. Yeah. Outside of the Guardians of the Galaxy experience, there needs to be the Garden of the Galaxy. That would be really cool. I think that might be something they're going to do. So, because there's there's doing stuff in front of it too. So we'll see. I'm excited for it. I, I the the bat what they call the the Hollywood Studio backlot area where they have the monsters ride. They're supposed to be gutting all of that out and turning it into a Marvel Miniland. 
<laughs> I mean, wouldn't it be cool if you could like walk you walk through like Groot's home planet with like a whole bunch of Groots talking to you? I'd probably go insane. Yeah, that'd be amazing. That'd be nice. I uh, see. I'm I'm waiting. My first Star Wars in over my first Star Wars. God, that's a Freudian slip. Um, my first Disneyland in over 20 years is going to be after the Star Wars land opens. So you're waiting for 2019. Yeah. Is it, uh, it going to be that soon? Yeah, they said to that. Like, I, but I think it's going to be like the summer of 2019. So it'll probably it's going to it's a while from now. So probably over two years. But honestly, I, I'm excited for it. Uh, they they released the detail. There's going to be a ride involving the Millennium Falcon, where I believe you can like you're supposed to be piloting it. So we'll see. I'm fairly excited for what they can do because there's going to be a full on cantina. They didn't say if the cantina is going to have alcohol in it, but it's going to be a, a nice one. So we we've gone on about this. That's that's what's nerdy with you. I I really think Brian did the nerdier thing. He was able to binge a really good show. And uh, he's going to be our boots on the ground guy for the non-spoiler review. We're, we we don't have a topic we can go over as long as we want. We don't have to rush <laughs> it. It's fine, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'm going to vote for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you you went to Disneyland and nerded out on Star Wars. I I haven't been to Disneyland a long time. It's finally starting to get to the point where I feel like itch. going again. Yeah, it's been a long it's been it's been a long time. <laughs> There's gonna be you're gonna be overloaded when you first go. You have to make it a two day trip if you're gonna go because when you do finally go, it's there's gonna be a lot there you won't be able to do next to anything in the one day anymore. It's there's just so much there to see, especially if it's been like twenty years. Well, I think there'll be a lot of I don't care stuff. So I'm, you know, when we first moved to California, we went there so many times to the point where I, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that hasn't changed. There's a lot that hasn't changed, but there's a lot that stayed the same. Another one of the reasons why I don't have like a I have to like spend a whole weekend at a theme park passion is because I blame Magic Mountain. Ah, uh, when I was in college, I had a friend who talked me into getting a season pass to Magic Mountain, and we went so many times. We went every weekend for two months. We went three times in one week once. Whoa. Yeah. At one point, he talked another friend into getting a pass, and I went with that other friend. Yeah. We went to Magic Mountain, went on two rides, and went, hey, won't go home. <laughs> <laughs> See, but that's what me and my wife do is with Disneyland is we'll go, but we won't leave. Like if we leave super early, we're out of there by like five or six. Or if we go like or if we get there like 11 or noon, we'll leave it like nine or 10. We don't ever go. We don't go to. Oh, we don't do. We never, ever do open to close. I think in the time we've had our passes now and in the entire time we had our passes before, I think we had stayed for fireworks like twice. I think me too. I, I think I, you know, we we both live not close to the park. So, yeah, you so know, you just want to go home. Yeah. And I mean, so some of the, the, the spectacular magic of like getting to see the fireworks and everything like that is kind of lost on us because we are from Southern California and we have been and seen that stuff before. So it's like the mad. I think the magic is a little bit dulled for us. I used to go to a bar in Fullerton. When I was taking pictures for bands, the bartender would announce when the fireworks were going on and everybody would run out into the patio and watch the Disneyland fireworks. That's really cool. Yeah, it was neat. Yeah, that's what it's like if you're, you're in the area. You get to you get to do stuff like that. So you said you had see, you had season passes to Magic Mountain. Yeah, I have a Magic Mountain story. I got to hear this. I went on Halloween. And I was convinced that Magic Mountain Halloween is 10 times better than Knott's Berry Farm Magic um, Halloween. Um, uh, yeah. They do, instead of separating it into two days where it's like two different... Instead of separating it into two tickets where it's like two parks... Yeah. You can go during the day. They have extra stuff during the day. Like, they added a whole bunch of shows. Whoa. And then at night, they bring the zombies out. But the cool thing that happened was... Now, keep in mind, this was a long time ago. This was 
back like right after high school or when I was in college, we went to a show that we'd never heard of before, and it was called Blue Man Group. Oh, goodness. And it was just a show that happened to be at Magic Mountain that was like a new thing that nobody had ever heard of before. And it was free with the ticket. It wasn't like you have to pay 150 bucks to see it. You got to see Blue Man Group for technically free. Yeah, because it was new. It was like they were they were just starting out and they were playing at theme parks. Wow. And it was amazing. It, we were we were like we were we were floored. We were like, we can't believe we just stumbled across this. That is wicked cool, dude. I've always wanted to go see them too. So that makes me a little jelly. I, I kinda wanna see them now because I'm sure they have bigger production now. I mean I've seen stuff recorded, so they're pretty amazing, but everything I've seen recorded of their new show seems very similar to what we saw. Okay. Well, they, that's good. They ran they ran toilet papers toilet paper over the entire audience. Which is kind of crazy. That that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, it was it was really cool. It was cool. It was I, I would call it a drum show. And that would make sense, yeah. They they do a lot of beat. I have a question, and I'm sure I think you're gonna be the one to know it. What's their gimmick? That they're in blue outfits? And they don't talk. They're like mimes. So are they supposed to be like blue mimes, blue aliens trying to figure out the world? What? Well, I think what they're originally... I watched a thing about it where they were interviewing the guys who started it. And they were like, we want to do something that's similar to vaudeville. Where they want to do like a variety show. And that they were all drummers. So they wanted to add percussion to it. And so they also... they, They talked with someone who had said, if you want to do a good show... You have to be able to do something that do you have to be the best in the world at something and you have to be able to do something that nobody else can do. And they all figured out that they were really good at throwing things and catching them in each other's mouths. Oh, geez. So they do a thing with marshmallows where they chuck marshmallows across the audience and uh, or across the stage and catch them in their mouths. And then they end up like having like 20 in the mouth. They play a lot of drums like they play drums. They play PVC pipe instruments. It's a lot of homemade instruments. It's a performance art meets music. Okay. Yeah, because I've seen bits of their stuff, and I was just wondering, like, what's their, like, kind of what's their thing? I have the album. Yeah? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's all PVC instruments, and it's pretty good. I'm pretty sure it sounds great, though. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, okay, that's actually a really good story. You got to see the Blue Man Group before they were really the Blue Man Group. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Now, do they use the same name? No. They were called Three Green, and they weren't blue. They were green, but it was it was absolutely identical other than that. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh. but it was before Vegas and all that. It was crazy. So it was before they blew up out in Vegas. Yeah, it was all the scent blew up before <laughs> they blew up. Before they blew up. <laughs> and before they were franchised, because they're franchised. They're all over the place. They're not just one group. Yeah, it's not just them anymore. No, I didn't. I knew that because they 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 do. There's a group. Uh, there's a blue man group that does stuff in Texas. They have. Well, I, I tried to see them in. I tried to see them in New York, but they were sold out. That does not surprise me. I did see a really cool show in New York, though. I saw um, the Million Dollar Quartet. Really? Yeah. It's. Um, What's that? It's a recreation of a time. When Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, and um, who's the guy who recorded Blue Suede Shoes? Oh, um, Buddy Holly? No. um, No, the original Carl Perkins. Yeah. They were all in Sun Studios at the same time in real life. And it was a recreation of that. It was basically the record producer trying to hijack Johnny Cash into re-upping his contract. By having everybody there at once. Okay. And Jerry Lee Lewis is kind of new, and he's he's he hasn't really hit it big yet. And there's a lot of stuff about like Carl Perkins and Elvis Presley getting an argument over. He's a Carl Perkins is like, you need to do for me what you did for Elvis. You made Elvis a hit by having him play my song. So let me play an Elvis song and make me a hit. Yeah. It it started off with um, Johnny Cash actually playing blue suede shoes and they do that where like through the whole thing where they'll play each other's songs and the actors made you think you were watching the actual people it was really neat wow it it ends with a screen comes down 
and then they play an actual recording of them all recording together, singing a gospel song. Oh, wow. Then after that, there's costume changes. A big curtain comes down, and they all come out and play a fantasy concert. That's so cool. Yeah, it was neat. It was a good show. I hadn't heard about it until we saw it, and it was really good. Is it, uh, is it still going? Do you know? I don't know. Let's see. Million Dollar Quartet. It's on tour. Maybe. Yeah, it's on tour. Nice. They're in Vegas right now. Uh, do we miss any California dates? Um, I don't think there were any. Oh, that sounds awesome, though. Yeah, it was really good. I particularly liked the fantasy concert at the end. The Carl Perkins... They had a they had a couple of musicians that were there through the whole show, like a bassist. And the bassist had come up and laid his bass down and Carl Perkins ran up on ran up the bass and played lead guitar standing on the bass. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's kinda cool. It was neat. It was really cool. It was it was worthwhile. I think that I've only seen that's the only on Broadway show I've seen. The um the off Broadway show I've seen was Stomp. You look familiar. Were you in Stomp? What's that from? Scary Movie 2. I don't remember that. The one-handed butler making fun of the guy in the wheelchair. Oh, God. He goes, you look familiar. Were you in Stomp? He goes, that was really good. Let me give you a hand. Oh, God. We had a cool experience in Stomp. We got, we, so if you ever go to New York, there are two places to get discount tickets. You can actually go in the morning and actually see something that night. Uh, One's in Times Square and the other one's at South Street Seaport. I okay. prefer the one at South Street Seaport because there usually isn't as long of a line. And you go in, it shows what's available, and you just get a ticket. And it's how they do seat filling at those things. That's really cool. Well, we did it for Stomp. We had a choice between Stomp and Mary Poppins. And we oh. picked Stomp because for 40 bucks we got front row. Oh, wow. Yeah, we got sweat on by, by people acting in Stomp. <laughs> because, I mean... They would, they would, there were, there were catchers on the stage. So when they slid at you, the dust from the stage wouldn't blow into your face. But we had an actor, he slid on the stage and he went face to face with us, winked at us, and then went back to acting, went back, went back to the production. <laughs> and his, his sweat dripped right on us. It was crazy. It was so amazing. His sweat smelled like music. If you never. God damn, Michael! If you ever, um, if you ever actually get to experience front row, front row is all about like looking at. Usually, it's about looking at ankles. This one was designed a little bit better that you weren't you you were a little you were sort of like face to face to knee with the actors. They didn't stay at the front of the stage that much, so it was pretty good. Oh, that's good. So, stomp is something I've always thought about seeing too. That was worthwhile. Have, you you make a trip to New York. You go to the go to the discount thing every day. You're there, and then go to whatever you can, and you'll have a great experience. I think when we went there, it was um, Medea was still playing before all the movies started. Oh wow! Diary of Mad, Mad Black Woman, yeah, was still playing, and then um, Mary Poppins. I, I think those were the only ones we really looked at. I've always, always always wanted to go see cats i know you've talked about it before <laughs> that's like the one thing i've always really actually wanted to go see <laughs> so but yeah and they've they've brought that back so i want that's when i, I told to you about it. starlight express and now you want to see that well i had heard about starlight express before and i had saw a couple of the the, the bits on youtube and i had actually like wanted to see it and forgotten all about it and then you brought it back up and i was like oh yeah i wanted to go see that <laughs> so Starlight Express looks like an amazing show. Is that still going? I'm sure you could find it. Yeah, probably. My dream, my dream is to see Evil Dead the musical. I missed it when it was here. Isn't it playing in Vegas? Yeah, I think so. I'm actually been following someone right now to catch him before they before they retire or die. Who's that? The Amazing Jonathan. Who's that? You've never seen The Amazing Jonathan? You got to look him up. He did Comedy Central special. He's pretty good. Um. He's a comedy oh, magician. Oh, well, that's the thing. I might have seen him and like seen some of his stuff and loved him, but never caught his name. Oh, he's really good. Um, he's he's 
like my inspiration. I, I think he was the one who made me learn how to do magic tricks when I was watching him when I was a kid. I really like the amazing Jonathan, but he announced last year that he or it was it was either last year or the year before that he was retiring from his Vegas act, and it really bummed me out. And the reason because I'd been wanting to see him, and I always thought I, you know, it was like. I could always go to Vegas and see the amazing Jonathan and now he's not doing it anymore. And then this year he announced that he's touring the, the catch is he's got heart issues and that was why he had to stop doing Vegas. So I'm like worried that he'll, that he'll keel over before you get to kill over before I get to see him. Yeah. And he's, he's freaking great. You got to look him up. He's really funny. He's ridiculous. Speaking of, uh, Comedy magicians. It reminds me of uh, Patton Oswalt. He talked about opening up for one, and the guy was pissed off at the club manager, and so he didn't do any of his comedy. He just did the magic tricks, and he would just be like, "Okay." Pat I, like, I have heard that before. Uh, my favorite is the the sad magician is putting is, is putting <laughs> his stuff away in the briefcase, and the sad old magician puts his <laughs> tricks back in the suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> well, the best best part about that story is Patton Oswalt standing backstage stage laughing like a buffoon every time he goes okay. <laughs> I love he's like I love how he's all hate fucked the crowd with magic. <laughs> <laughs> and there's some there's there's a there's a forty year old lesbian backstage laughing her ass off. <laughs> well, is this some on guard uh, bullshit where? He says something, and then the lesbian in the back laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> Have you ever seen Patton Oswalt's filibuster on Parks and Recreation? Yes, I love that. It's so good. Um, yeah. Try to find the uncut one. Uh, the eight-minute long one? Yeah. I, that's the one I have. I've seen that. That's when I saw, oh, my God, it's hilarious. And he's like, can you please say cut? I don't have any more breath in my body. <laughs> And you see Chris Pratt just sitting off in the corner, like leaning in, like, is it over? Did you watch Parks and Rec? I watched a lot of it. I didn't watch all of it. I watched the whole thing. It's a good show. I'd ne- I never watched The Office, but I really liked Parks and Rec. I, I see. I didn't watch all of The Office either. I only watched certain episodes. And the episodes I saw, I do not regret watching because they were funny. See, with The Office, I always felt like I was only getting half the joke because you really have to watch it from the beginning. Some of it, yeah. There's some jokes where you have to see the first season to get the jokes. Yeah, but the one of my favorite parts, which I I find it on YouTube all the time, is when they're doing the CPR class. And they actually bring somebody in with a CPR dummy with no arms and legs, and she's trying her hardest to get them to take to to pass the CPR class, and they're like just not doing anything. And she's like, "Okay, so I don't remember how many beats per minute it is. Well, it it's to you can do it to the tune of staying alive." She's like. Ah, 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 staying alive. And then they all just start busting out singing it. And she's like, okay, so what now? And she explains that, well, he's dead because you guys, nobody called the paramedics and you didn't keep, and you didn't keep compression consistent. He's dead. He's gone. Do now, what do we, and then Steve like, what do we do next? Hmm, check his wallet. Is he, uh, is he an organ donor? No, I checked. No, he's not. Checked his wallet. All right. So now we have only a few minutes to harvest organs. And he pulls out a freaking uh, boot knife from his pant leg and he, Punches into this manic into this a CPR dummy, opens it up, and like to harvest organs. Like we need an ice bucket. We're gonna harvest organs. And he's like, "Oh my god, why are we doing this?" And then when it cuts I, back, he's wearing the dummy's face like Hannibal Lecter. As usual, Michael, I now don't have to see it <laughs> <laughs> because Dude. Michael has recapped it in entirety. Well, now, I could have done the same thing for Amazing Jonathan, but instead I just say it's really funny. You should see the Amazing Jonathan. He does comedy magic. But, but you know, when we get to the office, we hear an entire scene. That's why we love you, Michael. <laughs> well, you're welcome. I'm so glad I could help you with that. All right. So you said you had topics prepared in your head. What you got? Well, I was looking at and thinking about what we have coming up this year, movie-wise. And the one that topped my list was the new Power Rangers movie, because it's coming out this week. I'm not too jazzed about that one. You're not? Uh, the whole Goldar being made out of molten gold really made me go, oh, that's dumb. That's like the one thing that I'm not really cool with it is 
they made him a throwaway monster. Like they made him a throwaway monster that just shows up once and then he's gone. When he's not, he's supposed to be one of Rita Repulsa's strongest warriors and is supposed to be around constantly. And he's supposed to be comic relief. Yes, he is. He's more, he's part of Bebop and Rocksteady of the Power Rangers world. Yeah, because he has... Well, I also liked the other two guys in the original show. He had the... Oh, oh, what were they named? It was uh, like Pabu and the one fat guy. No, I don't remember. I think it was like Pabu and Fenster. Maybe, maybe for me, Power Rangers is less fresh in my mind. I, I do know that um, I read on io9 that, um, oh, God, I don't remember what network it is, but there's a sev- there's they're, they're doing a marathon of every single Power Rangers episode. It's like it's 17 a- days worth of marathon. It's a Twitch feed, if I remember right. Oh, yeah, it's a Twitch feed that's doing it. And it went down for for 14 hours because whenever they got to the Green Ranger content, the watch rate skyrocketed. <laughs> and it crashed the feed on Twitch. I kind of blame io9 for that because io9 actually posted the schedule of when the episodes you should watch are on. Oh, yeah, it is their fault. Yeah, because I, I follow... Uh, Jason David Frank on multiple media forms and he's like yeah we're doing the Twitch feed it's going to be great you know it's this is the here's the link it's awesome like he never promoted himself he's just promoting Power Rangers he's like watch it it's great and then also he's like thanks guys I'm glad I'm glad you guys love me we're trying they're trying to fix the Twitch feed now Jason David Frank is Tommy the Green Ranger and Tommy the White Ranger, and Tommy the Red Zeo Ranger, and Tommy the Red Turbo Ranger for half a season. Yeah, he was on the show longer than everybody else. Yeah. And he's also one of the few people who are actually martial artists. He was, he was trained in karate and I think one other martial art form from the time of being a little kid. Like I think he start I think he said he started training when he was like four. You know, I wanna go I wanna go to the alternate universe. This is this is barely related at all this is just actors who know martial arts i want to go to the alternate universe that after buffy the vampire slayer was on sarah michelle geller got a career in mma who got a career who got an mma career i want to go to the alternate universe that when after buffy the vampire slayer ended its run sarah michelle went in sarah michelle geller went into a career in mma oh my gosh that would be great i want to see that I would totally because be happy to she was that. a real martial artist. She was. I mean, it was Taekwondo, but I mean, I'm <laughs> sure she had to learn some judo and jujitsu for the show. Oh, yeah. And I guarantee she's happy with it. Well, I mean, we got the real universe where Tommy from Power Rangers got into MMA after the show. So yeah. in the alternate universe, this would be Sarah Michelle Geller. So we could see Sarah Michelle Geller fight Ronda Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. Could you imagine the posters? Oh my god, Buffy versus Ronda. <laughs> Slay that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that'd be great. I'll also be neat to see Sarah Michelle Geller completely jacked. That would she's be like, really scary. She's like a size zero Twiggy person. Yeah, she really is. And then to see her just ripped and ready to murder things. Oh, that'd be great. Did you watch Buffy? Yes. I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer when they showed her die in uh oh well when the the dawn uh, story arc came to a head and they killed her at the end of that season I thought the show was canceled I was really depressed and I was like you can't end it that way you can't end it with her dead no I was like I was wrecked for months and then they were like new season and I was like thank you Jesus wasn't it like new network too yeah they they moved over to UPN for a while when that existed yeah that was a thing what was it like she left the cw went to upn then after buffy was over cw and upn merged or or or, i mean wb and upn merged into the cw yeah and that's why angel never moved dawn is your sister there good click (laughs) there there's um there's a shadow play at cons of once more with feeling that you can see oh really yeah that sounds wicked cool. Yeah, I used to know a guy who performed in it. Yeah? Yeah. Um oh, what was his name? Uh can't think of it. Um now I, I, I listened to a podcast where they were interviewing people who did it and 
they were talking about how um, one time on part of the audience interaction was when but when Don comes out, the audience boos. <laughs> they actually made an announcement before the show that this is our Don's last performance. Could you guys not boo when she comes out? And they oh, cheered her instead. That's great. I'm so glad they cheered her instead. I've never been to a shadow play before. I've never been to Rocky Horror Picture. I've never been to anything like that. You know, honestly, I would really like to go see a, a, a thing of Rocky Horror because I've never been either. But a lot of my friends, including my wife, have been to it. And they're like, dude, don't tell anybody it's your first time. You will get wrecked. Because like they like. And she's like, don't wear anything nice because they will they write they usually write in red lipstick, a giant V on your chest. And then they reference you a lot because you're a virgin. Oh, God. So I'm like, oh, awesome. Yeah, that's what I want to happen. (laughs) So I wanted to get Siege of Dragonspear, the Baldur's Gate expansion that came out from Beamdog. Okay. Um, Uh, There was some controversy about that last year when it came out because... There's a transgender character in it. I didn't care yeah. about that. That's fine with me. But I played it. It seems okay. The only problem I have is the game bugs out a couple times. You were saying before the recording that there's a part that you're stuck at now because you had a uh, important NPC get killed in a cutscene on accident. Yeah. The um, And I looked it up in the forums and because I was like, where the hell is he? I was like, so... You're supposed to report to to Khalid, who's a big character in the Baldur's Gate franchise, and he has you talk to other people. Then you're supposed to come back to him and get him in your party. So I even got rid of one of my party members, so I would be I would be open to having him because I I wanted to form my original party from Baldur's Gate as best as I could. And I went to him, talked to the other people, and there's this big attack that happens. And then I went back, and he wasn't there. And I looked it up, and people were like, yeah, he dies in the attack. And I was like, yeah, but the game halts, and you can't complete the quest, and you can't move forward, and you can't get him in your party. So you're stalled out pretty hard right there. I have to I have to load an old save game and see if I can keep running the cutscene until he doesn't die. Well, yeah, you're probably screwed with that. I, I might be able to get it to work. People got it to work in the forums. But that's the biggest complaint about the game, is the bugs. I, well, the biggest compla- complaint about the game is the controversy, but the the biggest legitimate complaint about the game is the bugs. Well, that's, that's good. At least the, at least so, but otherwise story wise so far from until you got stuck, you're is pretty good. That seems okay. It, it seems like, um, they fixed a lot of the things I didn't like about Baldur's gate. I read a lot of people complaining about characters changing and I haven't really found that. I haven't really noticed that at all. I like some of the new rules. They they added new things. They added some new classes and stuff. One of the things I like about Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition is you can play a sorcerer with second edition D&D rules. So that's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, the a lot of a lot of 3.5 stuff is put into second edition D&D rules. So you can play Shadow Dancer, you can play an assassin. I didn't just play Baldur's Gate Dragonspear. I I reloaded Baldur's Gate, played the whole thing and beat it. And then loaded my character into Dragonspear, and I plan on playing through the whole thing of Dragonspear and then loading it into Baldur's Gate 2. Because that's the experience. That's what. That's what. why Dragonspear was put in, to give you an in-between. And I like all the in-between stuff so far. I read some stuff online that the ending's disappointing, but I'm not there yet. Okay. I find yeah, it's going to be a while. <laughs> I find that the expansion is less open world. It's much less open world. feels a little bit more railroaded. It's more open world or less open world, you say? It's less open world. It feels a little bit more railroaded. Okay. Like, once I get past certain story points, I can't go back. The The actual city of Baldur's Gate doesn't have as much exploration. It's four very small enclosed areas instead of four very big areas of city with buildings you can explore. Okay. You never played it, did you? <laughs> No, I'm trying to sound as informed as yeah, possible. Yeah, you're from a, I haven't played the game perspective. Baldur's Gate's great. If you get Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition, it's really good. It's fun. It's really cool game. You see, can play I've it on seen tablet, it. too. Oh, nice. See, I have seen it played, and I've heard a lot of my friends play it and stuff, but I've just never actually, you know, tried to play it. That's nah, really good. I, I love the series. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say my overall review of the game so far is positive. The bugs don't really bother me. I mean, you say... You're never going to be able to figure it out. And you're going to be stuck. But I, I have a whole lot more faith in myself than that. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty good at figuring out bugs. And this one's racking your mind. So before I forget and we get to out of time, let me give my non-spoiler review of Iron Fist. Okay, do it. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That is a riveting review. Okay, so I've read a lot of the bad reviews. Um, People complain that the story is too focused on the Rand Corporation type stuff and that the martial arts don't feel real fresh, real flat, real flesh. They don't feel real fleshed out. That the martial arts seem like that they're just not good. I read those reviews after I watched it, and I didn't think that at all. I really liked the corporate stuff. I didn't get bored with it. The story was long, but didn't feel dragged out. And the martial arts, I think by focusing on stories so long before they show martial arts in action, helped intensify the martial arts for me. Uh, And I liked the homages they did to classic kung fu movies. Good. And I think that the martial arts will be better in future seasons. I read a lot of reviews that seem strange. Like, I read a review that said that Iron Fist isn't good if you're not a fan of Iron Fist in the comics. And I disagree. I wasn't a big fan of Iron Fist in the comics. I didn't really know much about Iron Fist. And I watched the, I watched the show and really, really enjoyed it and thought it was really cool. There were tons of stuff I wasn't familiar with. Like, I never really read Daredevil either. And there's a lot of... There's a lot of crossover between Iron Fist and Daredevil because they have the same major enemy. Yeah. Well, the thing is, a lot of people were saying the same things about like the Jessica Jones show and for Luke Cage. It's like if you weren't, if you didn't know like Luke Cage in the comics and blah blah blah, you're not going to enjoy this. And I disagree. Oh, Jessica Jones was fabulous, and I knew nothing about Jessica Jones. Same here. I, mean, I had no idea. This is like super fringe Marvel for me. It's like the Marvel that I didn't really know that well. I read a little bit of Daredevil. I read some of Daredevil. I was never a huge Daredevil fan, but the show is amazing. I mean, I know who Luke Cage was. I didn't know who Jessica Jones was before they made the announcement. I had to look her up and read a few things. Yeah, I had no idea until above her until a friend who followed and read her stuff uh, like all the way through told me about her whenever they announced it. And it made me really like her. And then I enjoyed that. It made me really enjoy the show. So, yeah, but Iron Fist was good. Um I know some about Iron Fist. Uh, uh, did you hear some of the, the controversy from some people about the casting? Yeah. Yeah. Is, but I don't want to talk about whitewashing. <laughs> well, it's not because um, I actually did a little bit of research and majority of the people who are claiming that he shouldn't, that he should be of Asian descent or anything are people who never actually read the comic. Well, this is the thing. The comic gets the same criticism. So that's true. The idea, the the thing they're criticizing is that Iron Fist is a white savior, that he is a white guy that goes to this to this monastery and he becomes the chosen one instead of someone who is Asian. So it's it's not good. It because these are comics that came out in like the what the seventies and yeah, but you didn't hear a lot about the problems with Iron with Luke Cage when Luke Cage out because. The Luke Cage comic was a black exploitation comic. I mean, it was it was pretty terrible. Yeah, there's. I mean, this is like the worst form for us to talk about because this is two white white guys talking about things that we really don't have any perspective on whatsoever. This um, is true. So this is just how I understand it. But yeah, there there's been some terrible things that have happened with racism in regards to these titles and hopefully they, but I don't think, I don't think changing a character who was white in the comics to Asian would have done any help for the show. I think that it, it would have been a great thing for Asian American actor. I don't know. It's just super complicated and super political. And my head is starting to hurt. (laughs) Yeah. We're not, we're not going to dive deep into it. It's just, no. it's the people that are coming from the standpoint of, not watching, not reading the comics, and, and and only saying that because it was a martial artist who is white instead of Asian. Yeah, that. But uh, like I said, it it goes deeper. It 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 actually it goes, a goes lot into complaints about the original comic. Where, but when the original comic had a specific thing, and you know, it the same thing happened with Fantastic Four when they changed race of characters. It killed the popularity of the of the movie. Yeah, you know that. 
yeah, but it was also a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was a terrible movie. I heard that the original cut's pretty good. Really? Yeah. Where can you find the original cut? I don't think you can. I don't think it, oh. it'll probably ever be available. That makes me sad. Yeah, that that happened with um, Knights of Bad Aston. I, you know, I really wanted to see that. I heard it was supposed to be like a funny little movie. It's it's okay. I mean, when it came out, the director posted a picture on Twitter of a friend's finger with a Band-Aid on the finger. Mm-hmm. And the caption read, not my cut. <laughs> because the studio butchered his movie. And there's Ooh. been a lot of fan outcry trying to get the original cut available. There'd, it'd be amazing to see a director's cut because he said the, the that his cut of the movie is really good. Really, the the Knights of Best Bad Estimate it it has a really cool concept, but it basically changes into a bad version of Evil Dead. Ooh, we are at time. Really? Yeah. Really, really. Yeah, we're at fifty five, fifty six minutes now. We're not done. I mean, we're talking about stuff we're planning. I got a list of those things. <laughs> well, actually, I, I did have a... This was kind of nice just sitting and talking about uh, random things today. It was really nice. So I like I said, it. we're not done. We still have to talk about what's going on with us. So what kind of nerdy things you got coming up? Let's see here this week. Oh, uh, we're going to go see Beauty and the Beast on Wednesday. Oh, cool. I'm probably going to see that with Heather if it's still if it's still um, out when I'm visiting her. With everything that it's doing in the box offices, it's going to stay in the it's going to stay in the box office for a long time. Because uh, from what I'm hearing from a lot of people, is uh, the rewatchability levels of it is ridiculous. Cool. So that's good. So we're yeah, we're going to go see that Wednesday. I'm actually on spring break from school, so we're probably going to try and do a couple more trips on my days off these next couple weeks. I maybe go. I think maybe trying to like a if I get off early enough on one day, probably doing like a universal, like a late universal trip, or maybe instead of going to the beach Wednesday, if like the weather because the weather's supposed to cool down for a bit. If it gets cool again, maybe talk my wife into going to Universal again. Oh, see if I can come. I'd love to go. Yeah, you were supposed to go last time. I know. So then you were like, I wanted hey. to spend time with my mommy. Yeah, moms are important. <laughs> I'm gonna make plenty for that. Moms are important. Anything else? I can't think of anything right off. Well, I know next Monday we're we I can't we can't guarantee it's gonna happen for next episode, but it might. Uh, I might be reporting in from the field. We'll see if that works out. I have been listening to season three of Tannis. It's been really good. I'm really happy it's back, but it's just making me kind of like stare at my iTunes feed and hate because season three of the black tapes isn't out yet. <laughs> I'm really, really enjoying those a lot. And I can't wait for season three of the black tapes. They did start a new podcast though called rabbits that I've been, that I've been listening to. That's pretty good. I oh. brought it up on the podcast episode. It's, um, it's about a alternate reality game that goes out of control and people get killed. Oh my God. Yeah, looks it looks pretty cool. I, I, I enjoyed the first episode. I haven't listened to the rest yet. I, I think they're only on episode three right now. Episode two or three. Um, season two of Hello from the Magic Tavern came out, and I listened to half of the episode before we started recording this morning. I need to start listening to that. What I did was I started from the beginning, listened to a whole bunch of episodes straight, and then started skipping a little bit just because I wanted to get current. And there's a lot of episodes yeah, I need to I need to get into this because it sounds really good. They're usually like 10 minutes to 30 minutes long. The live episodes are an hour. Doesn't sound horrible at all. Oh, it's pretty good. It's great. I love the improv stuff. I It's really, really good. It's funny. I, I'm like dying to talk about the plot, but I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, it's basically about a guy who gets transferred through an interdimensional portal and he happened to have his podcast equipment with him. And he's recording a podcast from a magic tavern in a medieval fantasy world. That's sort of a cross between Narnia and Tolkien, Middle Earth. Oh, okay. Sounds right up my alley. And it's improv comedy. So it gets dirty sometimes. It's funny other times. And he, he, his co-hosts are Chunt, a talking badger slash shapeshifter, and Usador the Blue, who, Usador the Blue, who is a wizard. 
Okay, that's going to be good. So I'll be adding that to my subscriptions. So that's all I got. So let me go into my spiel real quick. Actually, do you have anything you want to plug? There was something I was going to do, but I can't remember what it is now. You can but, see, you got to write your stuff down. Seriously. I have I'm a memo right. pad in front of me. And I had my field notes book with me, too, and I didn't remember to do it before either. Ugh. Fails. Fails. So many fails. It, 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 you know what you have You have to be. Um, you, 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 I'll make you feel better, though. No matter how much you fail in this episode, you don't fail as bad as Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me feel good about myself. It really does. I was here. Probably would have had a hard time getting here, too, if my doctor's appointment hadn't ended so quickly. Yay! I just want to plug myself. Um, Brian Darnell Photography is a Facebook page with my photography on it. Check it out. Um, it's all sorts of cool stuff. Landscape, portrait, um, miscellaneous. Just It's hard to describe. It's photography. It's, it's pretty photography. It's mostly nature and wildlife. He's really good at it, though, guys. Yeah, it's good stuff. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can reach us by email at Brian dot nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com mike dot nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com anthony dot dot com it was a little longer that time <laughs> or <laughs> you could reach us at twitter at super vegan brian at nerdcaster mike at nerdcast radio and if you are so inclined please leave us a review on itunes stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts um, the reviews come in handy for feedback. Let us know. Also, they let us communicate with our fans. We get reviews on there. We will we will mention them here as soon as we see them. And um, we would love to hear from you, um, positive or negative. If you have negative stuff to say, we will take that feedback. So thank you very much for that. Uh, that's all I got, Michael. It's your turn. Let's do your thing. You, know, you want me to say goodbye? Yeah, it's time. It's we're an hour and three. Goodbye. So long. Farewell. I think that's really <laughs> fucked up. I think you really <laughs> fucked up there. I think that's awful. Yeah, it was really bad. I wasn't trying. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Anthony needs to come back next week. Anthony doesn't know that song <laughs> at all. But he hasn't seen the movie either. Anyway, I don't know. Like I, I, I had a good time. I, I had a good time with you today, Brian. It was, it was nice just getting to sit down and talk, and maybe we, next week we'll all three get to be back on the call. And we, we, we talked about, uh, you know, we talked about a lot of stuff. I'm not going to try and recap it all. But this has been Nerd Podcast Radio for this week. I'm nerd. I'm nerdy, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Special Mikey, along with Super Vegan Brian. Bye, everybody. And everybody, we miss Hindu Anthony. He'll be back. And as I said before, this has been Nerd Podcast Radio for the week. And as always, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Say goodbye, Michael. <laughs> Brian, cut him off. <laughs> <laughs> you have to actually say goodbye. <sighs> goodbye.